Thank you for downloading the Grove City Vineyard Sermon Podcast. Enjoy today's message. Good morning, Vineyard. Good morning. Hey, uh, go ahead and access your song sheet. You should have received it via email. And uh, go ahead and access that. We're going to be working through some worship songs together. And uh, I got kind of a quick question for you. Did anybody come here today in the name of Jesus? Did you get to that part in the Bible yet where it says, Jesus said, if two or more come together in my name, there am I among them? Yeah? Let me ask you one question. Did anybody come here in the name of Jesus? There you go. Good morning, everyone. It is so good to be here today. My name is Christian Roots. I'm the associate pastor here at the Grove City Vineyard. Man, I need you guys just to come to my house and do that. This is a self-esteem boost for me. Thank you. Wow. All right. Well, we are holding these these worship services in the parking lot in, uh, in accordance with the new health department guidelines and so it's important that all of us stay in the cars our our cars throughout the entire service should you need to jump after the service stay in your car pop your hood someone will be around to make sure that you get a jump if you need it hopefully you won't but if you do stick tight we'll make sure that we help you out all right now we want to make sure that uh, you're keeping up with uh, all of our online resources for adults and for students and for kids and so you can visit us at gcvineyard.org we're on youtube we're on facebook we're on instagram please make sure you check us out at all of our different locales in church if you have a personal need or, or you would like to help meet a personal need at this time you can email me at, at christian at gcvineyard.org and, and i would love to connect you either um with uh, how you can help or or help meet a need for you. And, and if you're not receiving our weekly email, church, and, and keeping up with everything that's going on, you can email us at info at gcvineyard.org, or you can give us a call at 614-277-2700. So our, our worship lyrics and our announcements, they're not going to be printed out or handed out each week. And so every Friday you can go online and you can grab your bulletin for the week. If you don't have access to the internet, then you can also uh, give us a call, and we'll make sure we'll uh, email you a hard copy every week. Now, since the governor has encouraged us to get outside and exercise, we we welcome you to the church throughout the week. You can come and, and walk the wall. That is the the perimeter path uh, around our church. You can even bring your, your kids and ride bikes in the parking lot. So feel free to to head to the church throughout the week. Get outside, get rid of the cabin fever, if if only for for an hour or so. We just encourage you, if you do visit the church, to please maintain proper social distancing. And and then lastly, church, this is the the announcement I've been really excited to give. Last week, you might remember, we said that we were going to take up a special offering and that 100% of this offering was going to go to meeting the needs of folks in our community. And I'm so excited to say that because of your generosity, we raised over $40,000 last week. Praise Jesus! Praise Jesus! Jesus! 
And thank you, church, for your generosity. It is just so encouraging to be a part of a generous church, isn't it? I mean, jeez, it is so encouraging to know that you guys are so faithful and so generous. And so, yeah, over $40,000 is going to be given out to folks in our community who are in need in the coming weeks. And while we will not be receiving a, a physical offering this week, we, we do want to encourage you to give your, your tithes and your offering by using the QR code on the bottom of this service sheet or by visiting gcvineyard.org. If you would prefer to mail in your tithe or offering, you can also do that by sending it to Vineyard Christian Fellowship, 3005 Holtz Road, Grove City, Ohio, 43123. Thank you so much, church, for your continued faithfulness. And now let's pray for our offering. Jesus, again, I, I just want to reiterate, it is such a blessing to be a part of a generous church. To know that certainly there are men and women in our church, many, who have been affected by this current pandemic, and yet they just continue to give, continue to show themselves faithful. And I pray that in the coming weeks we would continue to be a church of generosity, continue to be a church that looks to the needs of others. We thank you, God, that you have given us the, the privilege of supporting many ministries all over the world and, and attempting to meet the needs of folks right here in our city. Would you help us to do that? And would you use these tithes and these blessings for your glory and for your honor? In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Let's worship. All right. So good to see you, church. So good to be back here and just worshiping with you. And Miss Heather's going to come. We're going to do a song for the kids. We got any kids out there? All right. <laughs> Miss Heather's going to do the motions like she has in the past. And we're going to be in perfect time because it's not cold at all up here. So. Good morning. How is everybody? Well, thank you, Mr. Josh. That was awful fun. It's good to see everybody. I'm going to take a few minutes for my kiddos out there. Guys, listen to me. Are there any of you worried? Do you guys worry about anything? What are some of the things you might be worrying about? If you're going to go back to school, if you're going to see your friends, maybe if you're going to get to play sports this summer or even in the fall, it's okay to worry, but listen to me. Worrying is allowing our minds to dwell on difficulties and troubles. And when we worry, we're not letting God have control. It's kind of like we're telling God, hey, man, take the day off. We got this. It's okay. And that's not what we want. When we worry about something, it weighs us down. It's heavy. It's kind of like carrying a big, big bag of books, big backpack full of books. Well, Jesus tells us in Matthew 6, 25, he says, Do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, or what you will wear. Kids, listen to me. Jesus loves us and loves you more than he loves those birds in the air and the trees in the ground and the fish in the water. He's going to take care of us through all of this, but we have to let him. So if you're worried about anything, I want you to write it down on a piece of paper, and if you're too little to spell out the words, I want you to draw a picture of what it is you're worrying about. And then I want you to put it in a box. I want you to put the lid on the box. And I want you to pray. And I want you to ask Jesus to take those worries away. Now the deal is you can't open that box back up. 
And you can't worry about that stuff anymore. You got to let Jesus have it. You have to let Jesus be in control. Because you know what? He's got this. He's got the whole world in his hands, and he's got you, and he's got me. I love you guys. I miss you, and I will see you soon. Morning again, church. This is just a different kind of fun, isn't it? Huh? Man. It's so good to see y'all. It really, really, really is so good just to see y'all. Hey, sing this one with me if you know it. Don't it always seem as though you don't know what you got? Let's go. No? Pay paradise and put up a parking lot. Ooh, ah, pop, pop, pop. Anybody? Anybody out there? Pay paradise, it says, and put up a parking lot. What happens when the parking lot becomes the paradise? It's paradise to be out here with you. It's paradise for me to see you. It's paradise to worship with you. It's paradise to pray with you. It's, it's just paradise to bring the word to you now and invite Holy Spirit to come and do what he can do unlimited by the fact that we're out here and not in there, right? Some of you are some of you are entertaining a question and your question is where's Chase today? And you're saying, "Man, I sure hope he's not sick." And uh, praise God, he's not sick. I listen carefully now. I have made it abundantly clear to all of our staff and all of our volunteers that if at any time during this pandemic, anybody feels uncomfortable being out in public in this way, that there's just it's just fine to just say, you know what, I think I'm I think I'm going to back up for the time being. I've been particularly generous with that uh, toward our staff and volunteers who have children at home, and so this week, uh, Chase just prayerfully decided that this was going to be a time for him to back up for a while. I support that decision, I respect that decision, and I just want you to pray harder for the day when this invisible invader will be conquered so that we can all be back not only out here but in there, right? Yeah. I also want to just uh, thank Josh Macklin for joining me. Yeah, right? Yeah, it's, it's good, to have, good to have Josh back out here for real. Um, Will you please celebrate something with me? What I want you to celebrate with me is that out of roughly 800 people, 350 households plus, who called Grove City Vineyard their home, not one person has contracted COVID-19. <laughs> yeah. Man, celebrate. I don't know what the statistics would run on the, a group of that size. Many of our, our, our people are still working, medical professionals, uh, all kinds of other essential people, and we've been praying and praying, of course, for you. But I, I, I'm just grateful to those of you who have joined us in urgent prayer and fasting for those essential workers that are out there because to date, let me tell you what I've been praying over you, all right? And I want to pray it over you right now. It's in Psalm 91 and verses 9 through 12. And when I walk the wall, 
I get this visual. It's not a vision. It's a visual, okay? But I get this visual of all of you on the property outside of your cars. You're all on the property. And as I'm walking the wall, I see this seal of protection around you by being a part of what God's doing in this fellowship. And I pray these words over you. If you say the Lord is my refuge and you make the most high your dwelling, no harm will overtake you. No disaster will come near your tent for he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. They will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. I speak that over all of you right now in the name of Jesus. And I'm still asking you to live by faith, walk in wisdom. Don't, let's not be foolish, any of us. Walk in wisdom, but walk in the company of our protective Lord. Now I have to ask you a question. The question is, what in the world is the matter with you people? I mean, I give a simple little invitation to take up a special Easter offering so we can help people. And you give $40,000? Praise God. I didn't even know you had it. (laughs) Praise God for you guys. That's just going to help a lot, a lot of people in Jesus' name. And I'm just so blessed to be a part of such a generous, generous church. My teaching today is from Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. If anybody ever read it, honky horn if you've ever read it. Genesis 1, 1. Genesis 1, 1 says, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. There you go. And maybe some of you are wondering, well, is he going to be talking about going to be teaching about creation today? Is he going to be talking about a, a young earth versus old earth theory? Is he going to be is he going to be teaching us whether we should interpret the creation account literally or symbolically, figuratively? Uh, what's he going to do? Uh, and and I just respect those of you who find that all those questions to be so important in your understanding of the relevance of the Bible today. But the reality is I'm not going to do any of that. The reality is, is while we're in parking lot services, I'm probably not going to be able to bring a, a thir- as thorough a teaching as I would normally like to for two reasons. Time, you can only sit in your car so long, right? And second, kids. you got kids in the car back going, Mommy, Mommy, when is this going to be done, right? Yeah, I see you. Uh, and <laughs> and so I'm just trying to respect that reality. And so I, I'll really be... As I speak from this hay wagon each week, I really plan on just bringing something uh, biblically encouraging to you and inviting the Holy Spirit to come and do his work among us. And so, really, I just want you to focus on the first three words of Genesis 1-1, in the beginning. In the beginning. You see, God, God loves beginnings, doesn't he? He loves, he loves to begin things. And he loves to begin things again. He loves new beginnings in the beginning. I almost think it's God's favorite thing to do is just start something in the beginning. And what that tells us, beloved, is that there's always a future with God. There's always, always a future with God. You know, there's a fair amount of discussion on the news and throughout society today about what our what our future is going to look like, right? We're promised we're not just going to flip a switch and go back to handshakes and hugs and all the kind of things we were used to. 
and it's going to take us some time. And so we, we begin to wonder, well, what's that future going to look like? Or when are we going to be able to enjoy hugs and handshakes? When are, are we going to have to continue to practice this kind of safe spacing? Will we have to wear masks and gloves all the time? What about social events? What about sporting and recreational events? What's it all, what's it all going to look like? And the reality is that nobody on earth really knows for sure yet what that's going to look like. But I have this promise for you, that there's always a future with God. There's always a future with God. You know, uh, if you look through the if you look through the Bible, and you can see that uh, many times throughout biblical history, people have questioned, understandably questioned their future. Can you imagine being Noah's family on the ark, and they were just all as far as they could see was water. And they must have asked, well, I know we've been promised a future, but what's that future going to be like when all this water's gone? Everything that we knew is gone. But somehow they, they held to the promise that there's always a future with God. What about the Israelites when they were leaving Egypt? And the, everything for 400 years, that's all they'd known was life in Egypt and slavery. Surely they were excited about their freedom, but... They must have asked themselves, as a million people left behind Moses, what's our future going to be like? What, what really is that going to be like? And they held to the promise that not knowing what the future would be like, there's always a future with God. What about when the Israelites were for 70 years in Babylonian captivity, carted off to be slaves to the Babylonians, all they heard about back in Jerusalem was that the wall was down, the temple was destroyed. That's all they could know. And they didn't know what the future was going to be like. But you know how that finishes out. You know what happens next. Now listen, there's always a future with God. What about the disciples after Jesus was crucified? What were those three days like? They're just wondering, well, I know there'll be a future, but what, what will our future be like? They hadn't connected the dots that on the third day he will rise. It just fulfills the promise. Beloved, listen, there's always, always a future with God. Let's think about soldiers in battle. And first of all, could we, could we just appreciate anybody here who's been in the military and served our country? Come on, church. Sir, that's right. Thank you so much. And I know for a fact that some of you have been in battle. I know for a fact that there are some people who are part of our fellowship who have been in firefights and ambushes. And I can only imagine what that must have been like for you. And I just wonder if in, if just in the fury of it all, you wondered, am I going to get out of this alive? Is there going to be a future? And you're here right now to give testimony that no matter how bad things get, there's always a future with God. And some of you might be saying... Some of you might be saying, yeah, but not all of them made it. Not all of What about the ones who didn't make it? Well, for those 
who knew Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord of their lives, there was a new beginning because there's always a future with God. If you look in your Bibles to John chapter 1, verse 1, the Bible says, in the beginning, what? There it is again. God loves the beginnings. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. All right? So God, there's God in the beginning, and there's something about this God that was Word, logos. And then if you read down in verse 14, it says that this Word, this God, became flesh, became flesh and dwelt among us. We have seen his glory. And who is that? The glory of the one and only Son, Jesus. So Jesus was the, was the incarnation or the full, full actual representation of God, the Word, in the flesh. All right, here's the good news. Look at verses 10 through 12. He, meaning Jesus, was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, that would be the Israelites, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become the children of God. Now when you're a child of God, there's always a future. There's always a future when you're a child of God. And so do you know this Christ this morning? I don't care if you know Christ. There you go. Nothing can take away your future Nothing can take away your future with God. Maybe you're here today and you're saying, I'm ready to receive Christ as my Savior. I'm ready to enter into relationship with Jesus Christ. How do I become one of these children of God? First of all, you repent. Acts 3.19 says, repent then and turn to God, that your sins may be wiped out and that times of refreshing may come from the Lord. Repent means to turn. Okay. Second thing you do is you confess. 1 John 1, 9 says, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just, and he'll forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Would you like to have your sins forgiven today? Confess them. Confess them to the Lord. The third thing you do is you receive him, just as we read, yet to all who received him. You know, it's not just about believing in a distant Jesus, but it's about receiving the present Jesus. And asking Jesus Christ to come and take residence in our heart, to conquer all of our sin, and to lead us, which is the fourth thing you want to do. You want to follow him. You want to follow him. In Matthew 16, verse 24, it says, Whoever would come after me, let him deny himself, take up the cross, and follow me. If you're ready to do that today, then you can just pray that right where you are. And you can pray, Lord Jesus, come into my life. I repent of my sin. I confess that I'm a sinner in need of a Savior. And right now, right here, I ask Jesus Christ to come into my life. I surrender myself to you, Lord, that I might follow you all the days of my life and follow you to heaven. Now listen, if you just prayed that prayer, I want you to do something for me and just you, just the ones who just prayed that prayer. Would you honk your horn? Praise God. What do you want to do now, church? Come on, church, celebrate it. (laughs) There's always a future with God. What our future will look like, we can't know for sure. How will it affect us? We can't know for sure. But I know this, there's always a future with God. 
And some of you maybe are, are caught up in a, 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 a thinking and you're, you're perfectly entitled to say, to say, well, what if this is it? What if this is the end of all things? What if this, what if this is the beginning of the end of all things? Well, I want to read you one more scripture. I hope you find it encouragement. Then, Revelation 21, then. When? Well, at the end of all things. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Look, God's dwelling place is now among the people, and he will dwell with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will no longer be any death or mourning or crying or pain, for the old order of things has passed away there's always a future with God beloved there's always always a future with God and listen the key the key to enduring hard times is not only to focus on the reality of of the promise the hope the truth that there's always a future of, with God but it's to engage and enjoy his presence. And I'm going to ask you right now as we close just to take a few moments and invite the presence of God into your car, into your life, into, in, into, your, into the deepest part of your being. I'm just going to ask you just to say, come Holy Spirit, come Holy Spirit into my life. There's not a reason in the world why these rolled up windows need to separate us. Can you just agree to that and agree with me right now that we're all together. We're all together in the name of Jesus. We're all together in the name of Jesus. We're all together in the name of Jesus. Now can you just invite Holy Spirit to come in? Some of you might like to turn your hands upward. Open your heart. Come Holy Spirit.